In football, the class of 2022 is a peach. In basketball, the new guys meet the old. And it looks like the college football playoff will finally get interesting. So sorry, Brian Kelly, you murderer. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, of course, by my dear friend Kevin Greck and my dear friend Alex Plum. Alex, happy Pride. Oh, thanks. It is. It's that time of month. Or we didn't, year. Uh, year. We, didn't, uh, we didn't tell you that last week. I felt a little bad, and, you know, I just wanted to celebrate my Proud Boy. Well, thanks, uh, especially after you mocked me and all that I... <laughs> Hold dear when I was in New Jersey. It's uh, fitting and appropriate. Great. Very good. Great. Also, uh, happy Flag Day Eve, gentlemen. Huge. Yes, that's that's the real. That's uh, the real one. Uh, this is the real holiday on the calendar. Right Bigly. There. Can't wait till uh, all the brands update their Twitter handles for Flag Day and then go right back to Pride. <laughs> one, one day only. Uh, Greg, uh, Kevin Greg, how are you doing? Good, sir. Oh, I'm well. I'm uh, sipping on a Founders All Day IPA, so I'm having a, a pure Michigan experience. Uh, wow. So I can't, I can't complain. It's been a nice That's day. Great. It's great. It's been a nice weekend. This nice, prideful weekend. Thank you, of course, for listening to the podcast. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe if you listen on the Apple Podcast, which... My God, the update is terrible. Uh, you can also follow us on the old Twitter machine at Spartan underscore pod. Greg, tell the yeah. folks about the structure of the show. Okay, so first, we do the green wall. The green wall is where we talk about MSU sports. That'll be football. That'll be basketball. That'll be maybe an assortment of other news around Spartan athletics, possibly. Not usually, though. Then we go off Grand River. <laughs> Walk signed across. Grand River. And that's where we talk about sports news around the rest of the nation or indeed the globe where relevant. And then we take your Twitter questions where it is weak infinity of the uh, Twitter gauntlet here. It can't read, can't write. And uh, we actually have some updates about the length of the uh, of the competition. So stay tuned for that. Love it. All right. Uh, so, yes, let's head behind that green wall and start with the sport that always leads football. Mm -hmm. uh, last week, we outlined that uh, Mel Tucker had been putting the uh, the recruiting press on as uh, as Spartans were able to host on campus uh, uh, recruits or host recruits on campus, rather, mm -hmm. for the first time in 15 months. And uh, uh, we picked up a commitment, and that is... Quavian Carter out of uh, uh, Georgia, who's a 6'4 safety. Does anyone have a bit about his player profile uh, up before we dive into how Greg maybe is beginning the mea culpa on uh, on Mel Tucker recruiting? Uh, well, I, I didn't exactly, you know, run the tape on him. I think this was an unexpected commitment, right? Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, the crystal ball is still 100% Florida State. Yeah. So, um, so, so the uh, Mr. Carter here is from Leesburg, Virginia. He is uh, rated a three star on the 24 7 composite. Did uh, you say Virginia? Uh, Georgia. My apologies. If I did say Virginia, I meant Georgia. Georgia. Not bad. 
Gorgeous job. Um, most interesting to me as a as a guy following the program and a guy following recruiting generally, whether the recruits be from Virginia or Georgia, this was the result of an official visit that Mr. Carter had um, on campus over the weekend. Um, so there's something to this, uh, this whole having the guys actually here in the building thing, huh? I guess, you know, Mr. Mel Tucker actually gets to start working his recruiting magic in person and names start to drop that nobody was really expecting, or at least I wasn't. Maybe someone else was in the know. Um, He's got offers from a a pretty good peer group here. Ole Miss, Boston College, uh, Florida State, Clemson, U of M, Penn State, Tennessee. So uh, while a three-star trash recruit appear appears to be a three Did star I hear trash recruit Clemson? That people wanted including Clemson Clemson mm-hmm. what's weird though is he appears to have another official visit still um scheduled for June 25th to Ole Miss um, <laughs> that would not have been allowed back in the D'Antonio days <laughs> Uh, D'Antonio would have said, you know, go take that official and then let us know if you're still interested or something like that. But, you know, it's a new look for the physical size of the recruits and it's a new look for uh, how the program is handling them as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Don't you also think you'd have to be a real kind of piece of shit to be like, hey, I know you've been locked up for 15 months and schools are willing to pay you to travel places. Uh, but no. Well, I think what D'Antonio would have done has been like, well, we appreciate the sentiment, you know, but, uh, take your official visits and let us know. Yeah, no, no, I know. I know. Um, but I mean, it, the D'Antonio used to pull offers, right? I mean, that was a, yeah, a pretty well documented. It happened for sure. So, uh, either way. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, it, well, Plum, what do you make of this? That this is now so the the class of twenty twenty two now has six commits in it, three of which are from Georgia, four of which at least four are from out of state. You know, I was just talking about this with some friends this afternoon. I don't really know what to make of that. Uh, the Georgia pieces, I guess, just maybe a quinky dink. I don't know what you. It was just a coincidence, but. The fact that we're recruiting so heavily from out of state. I mean, I know I've known for a long time a lot of Michigan guys end up in Ohio, um, which I guess is kind of just a an annoyance. But um, I don't know. I mean, uh, can you guys think of others that have come? Is, is Georgia been a solid recruiting space for this program? That I'm just there tends to be of? a guy or two per recruiting cycle from Georgia. And it's also where. Mel was defensive coordinator last, and then you know he was at Bama before that, or yeah, before and after that. So, I I think maybe the Georgia piece is a reflection more of just that they haven't been able to build relationships in Michigan mm-hmm. and to a degree in Ohio, mm. and so they have to go where they have relationships. That second part is what really stands out to me. If you're gonna have as a percentage that many guys from out of state that's not a surprise that to me that much the fact that none of them are from ohio is i mean that is a stiff departure from d'antonio recruiting where basically yeah. michigan and ohio would represent 50 percent of any incoming class uh, i 
Garvert probably has this number. He's probably telling his smart speaker right now what the actual percentage is on average. But uh, um, I'd be interested <laughs> to go back and know, and figure out, you know, as a percentage, what, you know, what Michigan and Ohio would represent um, back in the Antonio years. But looks like uh, the Arizonas, the Georgias, um, they're going to be much more represented these days. Yeah, and in fairness, I'm looking at the class right now. Two, the two of the six that are not from Georgia and Arizona are from Michigan. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but a, 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 I do think that there's something to, you know, it, D'Antonio had recruited okay in Georgia. Um, you know, some pretty notable players came out of there. Um, it is also worth saying that... Um, Mel Tucker doesn't have that probably those relationship in relationships in Michigan and only a couple guys on staff do really. Yeah. So, you know, it is, we continue to, to evaluate the ability to come in and recruit. There is something to this continuing idea that each year should be viewed as in part a, how well did Mel do, you know, in state and in Ohio as a, a question mark surrounding how well is he establishing relationships in the, in the area that matters most for being able to get guys, because you're not going to be able to fill out half of your roster from Georgia. Most, a lot of kids don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, they don't want to make that, they'd be that far from home, be that far from their friends. I, I certainly think there's probably a lot of that teenager mindset that is understandable. So looking at last year's class, uh, I'm seeing actually no student athletes from Georgia. So maybe that's a function of not actually being being able to recruit in person for that class. Maybe it's a function, uh, maybe it just says that this year's class is an anomaly. Um, Maybe it's a function of some kind of like tweaking of what coaches are responsible for what geographic areas Mm. in terms of recruiting. I'm not sure, but... Mm -hmm. uh, that is a data point to leave in consideration for this uh, this whole discussion. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we you know we'll continue to follow as 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 becomes relevant without you know diving too much into the just random visits of kids who who swing up to campus. But we'll continue to follow recruiting through the summer as is relevant. But I do want to spend just a moment chatting a, a bit about basketball because uh Tom Izzo and um uh the new assistant coach Wojcik uh were available to media over the week and so we started to hear a little bit about the team obviously a lot of sunshine from Izzo cuz you know um Joey Hauser is the next Magic Johnson of course um uh, for, but, if I may, uh, sorry to interrupt. We also learned that Doug yeah. Wojcik lost his mother to COVID a couple months ago, which mm-hmm. I was not aware mm-hmm. of. So that's two um, assistant coaches on the staff that yeah. and they each lost a parent to the pandemic, which is awful. Yeah, and uh, apparently was not able to see his mother yeah. as she was mm. because he had COVID from his time with the basketball team. So just that my heart hurt hearing that. And in a lot of ways, she was Um, apparently really close to getting the vaccine too, which is just 
truly heartbreaking. But anyway, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> our best to the Wojcik family. Um, yeah. But anyway, so what what was it that we heard during this uh, time with the press? So, uh, Walker, we're going to have a real point guard, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Um, Wojcik talking about him was like, we needed a real point guard. We got a real point guard. Um, you know, Jaden Akins, it sounds like they, they plan on playing him on and off ball next year. So, um, you know, which isn't a total surprise, but it, it, I, I think that probably bodes well for the number of minutes he'll be able to pick up, being able to do both of those things for us. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like it was intimated that Max Christie needs to work on his defense some more. Hmm. So that's a thing. I was surprised um, from what I read, how much the coaches kind of lumped Pierre Brooks and Christie together as similar dudes. Um, wait, really? I think I saw that. I missed that. It, it, well, I believe, I believe that was what Wojcik was saying in his, uh, kind of like audio interview with, with Graham couch. Um, he did it a few times and, uh, I w- did not really think of those two guys as being that similar in terms of game, but that, that stuck out to me. Um, so interesting. Pierre Brooks, not yet on campus, but I do believe Wojcik did say that, um, he has maybe the most D one ready body of anybody. I think he said that too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, either way, um, there's not like great info and it's easy to start drinking the Kool-Aid on this, but it is it, what, what is different and what is notable from this year to last year is that all of these dudes get to be on campus just playing pickup ball with each other, um, which is something that was missed out on last year and, and probably put is is a factor in how Rocket Watts found himself in the position he found himself in um, come season start. Time. I wonder if they're so, all playing in that same weird pole barn that all the Rocket Watts sizzle reel highlights came out of last summer. <laughs> I hope not. I, hope just I still want to know right where now. that place was. It's got to be in mid Michigan somewhere. It was bizarre. Sizzle Truly reel. bizarre. Uh, so, <laughs> Uh, I guess the the only other thing worth mentioning maybe is that the, we got some updates on the staff and two names to note are Austin Thornton, um, not friend of the pod, but friend of the program, uh, is a, a, a has come on as the new video coordinator for MSU. Uh, he's somebody that Draymond Green had actually recommended or said should be interviewed to uh, fill the vacancy for Dane Fife. So, um, Either way, it's it's good to see a guy coming back home and um, being a witch, you know, getting it, ch- oh, go getting a chance to to step up. But yes, and then the other one is Matt McQuaid is uh, has left playing professional basketball and is now the assistant director of operations. Guys, Plum, what do you think of this? Of, of um, you know, Tom Izzo has opportunities to bring people in who maybe are. Uh, young up and comers or, you know, can bring some innovative ideas, but is, has chosen to, to return to, to, you know, former players. And, and, uh, David Thomas is moving on to the private sector. I think that was announced former, um, director of operations. So, uh, on one hand, it's really nice 
you know, bringing the old guys in, especially, you know, you like to see guys like Austin Thornton and Matt McQuaid who played their roles for long periods of time, um, come back into the program, kind of reinstill some of that. It's kind of what we're losing with having Tum Tum Naren, you know, hit the road and, and get into is coaching. That, what do you mean? Is that? I think this is very similar. I mean, I, I would rather have Tum Tum, I think, with what I know about the guys. Um, these oh, three. I... Oh, I, I'm, I'm psyched that Austin and Matt are back. Okay. Uh, me too. I'm, I'm not, about it. I'm not that upset about it. At the same time, you know, I think we criticize the idea of elevating Wojcik into an assistant coach role because it was sort of no new blood in the system. You know, uh, it's getting more and more insular. It's getting more and more, you know, uh, inbred. <laughs> I guess I was trying to find something else, but inbred is <clears throat> kind of what it is. So I, I would wonder if it might be beneficial to bring in some other guys here or there just to see how other teams do it, how other programs do it. But at the same time, uh, I'm glad opportunities are may, being made for former players that have, you know, made huge commitments to this program and know how to run things the right way. Um, do you think that it says anything about how long is this going to be sticking around that he's trying to kind of close ranks maybe a little bit around guys that he knows who know the program intimately to kind of have a sure foundation as opposed to you know giving a guy an opportunity he doesn't know it's possible i think this is also just kind of something he does at the same time yeah i'm kind of with plum on this though i i do think there's something to the idea that whatever whatever leg we're in with izzo and this shouldn't be you know this isn't a hot take but like this is the last leg and he's not interested in having somebody come in that he has to like figure out Hmm. he just i think this is his his last hurrah i'm not saying the season but you know we're kind of in the last chapter of time is yeah um so but you know i look there's there's a lot here that also because i was talking to you about this uh i was texting greg about this that the you know the idea that is tom Izzo leaving scholarship spots open just to make, you know, to, to poach a couple of grad transfers or, or, or transfers to make a run out of the next couple of years. Like, I, I don't know. Now I'm just kind of getting off topic, but it, it, it does feel like, um, and, and for, well, I guess for Matt McQuaid in particular, if he wants to get into coaching, this is his, probably his best window, right? It, not to, to belittle his ability to play basketball because it is far exceeding my yeah. own, but like, how much longer was he really going to do that for? And how many times would he be able to pick up the phone and just say, can I have a job please? And get one. Yeah. And, and so this is honestly a closing window for Matt McQuaid too, right? Like, which is, you know, so I imagine that there's a ton of enthusiasm and a lot of, uh, a lot of joy in the building. And it's great that, you know, the players have some, some guys who aren't that far removed from the program in what's otherwise kind of an older staff um, to, to connect with. I gotta, I gotta believe there's something to the youth in the, in the building. That yeah. Helps. It's gotta help. Although, you know, Austin Thornton's getting up there these days, you know, this isn't, this isn't Austin's first rodeo. Um, but it's good having Matt back. I also think Matt McQuaid, if memory serves, got married right out of college. Um, so maybe that's that has something to do with it too, you know, coming back home, yeah, um, yeah, for that angle. But yeah. 
Yeah. Good to have these guys. I mean, very happy to have these guys back. And uh, hopefully someday Austin Thornton does get that interview for a future assistant coaching vacancy. That'd be great. Here, here. Um, all right, let's head off Grand River. And I, I think this is hopefully maybe the last time for a while that this podcast is going to talk about something that we're going to put a little bit of a, a content warning on because, uh, you know, for those who, who know, um, or who've been following the, uh, Dr. Anderson allegations at the university of Michigan, um, there have been some additional allegations that we're going to spend a few moments talking about, but we're not going to spend a gratuitous amount of time on it because, um, there's not a need to. So, um, I think we we had addressed that we were trying going to try and not cover this, and then it seemed relevant last week that Jim Harbaugh had his first media availability, and and for at least for me, there was some some analogy to uh, maybe a bit what we had gone through um, during the Nasser time when Tom Izzo was speaking out uh, or speaking, though I guess Jim Harbaugh certainly had should have known that he was going to be asked questions about this, um, having not talked before, but. Um, this week, uh, Matt Schembechler, Bo Schembechler's son, um, along with two football players, uh, at the university of Michigan, um, added their name to the list names to the list of survivors of Dr. Anderson's abuses. And, and in particular, um, these, these three individuals, uh, further, um, what's the best way of saying this further indicated that Bo Schembechler knew about Dr. Anderson and, um, if not didn't do anything about it is some of the allegations were in fact that he weaponized it against players. Um, I, this continues to be a heartbreaking mm-hmm. story and I, I don't want to, I, I don't know. Gregor Plum, if you want to add something here, I don't know that there's anything we need to say about it or, or detail the particular allegations. People can find those in the Detroit news or the Detroit. Free I Press. think I think you've said it. I think we've struggled as a pod. We don't. This doesn't need to continue to come up, and yet it is newsworthy. It continues to unfold and unravel in ways that are, as you say, incredibly sad. Just incredibly, profoundly sad for everyone, and um, it, it it brings us down. It brings down everyone. It's not a reason not to cover it. But yeah, to your point, it's not something we're gonna. We don't want to ignore it. It's not. There's not, nothing to be ignored, and also it's you know maybe not key to this, but you can't ignore what's there. So just, I guess we're going to continue to look to the University of Michigan to do the right thing and folks to continue to have compassion for um, for the men and for the families that are going to continue to, um, and probably women who are out there with stories and, and traumatic experiences and our, yeah. our hearts go out to them. Yeah, I, I do. I would say, I guess if, if I can, because um, if I, if we want to put this in a bit of a different frame, um, I have been annoyed at the, I believe it was the Detroit News, who before these, the the most recent um, uh, allegations came out, uh, had had hid the name of someone who disagreed with Jim Harbaugh behind a um, a paywall. So the idea of um, making these stories uh, more salacious for clickbait to, in an attempt to get subscriptions is a little gross. Um, and I kind of wanted to call that out, but I did also want to call out in favor of uh, an article worth reading uh, is the column from Sean Windsor, who um, also from the Detroit News, but um, I believe the only columnist there who's or is he on the free press? Windsor's it the free. Doesn't really matter. 
Windsor is the free press. The free, okay. Well, so Sean Windsor at least has written on this now, I believe, three times, um, which is a lot more than uh, many of the columnists out of the Detroit news have mm-hmm. done. And I know we we have a jokingly section, segment called The Green Wall, but I, I do think it's worth giving Sean a little bit of a pat on the back for, for saying that he's writing some hard columns. And the most recent one uh, was uh, discussing the notion of uh, a lot of people will respond to the allegations that are coming out and say, why now about survivors? And that asking that question is the absolute worst instinct. Um, and, and, and so I just, I think Sean Windsor's article is maybe something or, or column is, is something worth reading. Um, and then that's, that's all I've got on this. Unless Greg, you've got. No, I'm, and that's exactly the tone that we've, tried to approach this subject with. I think that was the thesis of when we covered it in detail, when the, when the full report was released was, you know, check that first instinct and think about the situation and think about what's important here. Um, before, uh, before going to social media, before talking about it personally with your friends and family, um, just making sure to uh, to approach this from the correct angle, um, as as MSU fans, most of us listening to the podcast, yeah. especially CT, you're here. Uh, yeah. Um, so I guess a, a real quick uh, palate cleanser, if you will, of something that was maybe a sad story uh, that we can get some some rage and hope out of Alex Plum for. Um, both rage and hope, uh, is for those who don't know, uh, or didn't see in a, was it between Denmark and who Alex? Uh, Finland, Finland, a, a player whose last name is Christian Erickson, Finland, uh, uh, collapsed, um, and had to be resuscitated on the field. It was, uh, certainly a harrowing and emotional moment for anyone who, unfortunately had to see it because the broadcast didn't cut away. And for anyone who's saying, Oh, it was a unified broadcast and you know, they, they didn't have choices about what to view. Well, they could have cut away to the studio. So there's that, but I, I do want to shout out a couple things before I make, I trigger Alex here. Um, The players from Denmark were actually quite brave and heroic in a moment uh, of, of filming that was indecent to a person's humanity uh, formed a bit of a human shield to block cameras as, as life-saving procedures were uh, deployed. Um, And then (laughs) Alex, here's, here's the bit for you. (laughs) So um, within uh, not long after Christian Erickson collapsed, Um, someone pointed out that he had just recently received his first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Spoiler though, he's unvaccinated. So, so, uh, so go ahead and, and, and talk about people trying to capitalize on human tragedy as it particularly relates to spreading misinformation. I mean, you, you just hate to see it and one isn't surprised by it. And whoever tweeted that should have their soul taken away such as it, su- such as they have any left. You know, the thing with the camera that I think it's frustrating is that when there is, and this is very common throughout European football, whether the premiership, any of the other national leagues or the champions league, you know, the, the sort of regional, you know, Europe wide league, um, 
when there is a streaker or a hooligan, someone comes onto the field, you know, to interrupt the proceeding, the cameras pan away. They, sure. they zoom all the way out or they zoom into the technical area or they zoom into someone's shoe. I mean, it's, it is. And so there's no real reason. Now that said for most injuries in soccer, they will kind of go in to look and just see like, is it his foot? Is it his, you know, ankle? And he'd been walking. I mean, you, you saw him kind of stumble and there was a, a throw in. And so the, it looked like the ball had gone to him. And I think they were kind of confused at first, but when it was clear that it was something more serious, um, I would, I would agree with you. They, they took a little bit longer to back away than they probably, they probably needed to. I mean, I think the chest compressions. Were yeah. So, so that's the kind of thing where I'm saying like they're, that really, and to your point really should not have been, should not have been on there. So uh, according to the, you know, the medical experts that they talked to, he was, you know, he was gone and they, um, they had a, they had the, uh, um, remote, you know, artificial defibrillator, um, whatever that, that machine is that they, you know, connect to your chest and push the buttons and it gives you this app and you only needed one shock and he was back. So I guess we thank God for, for the technology and the equipment yeah. and the medical staff. And, but you know, these, these occurrences are common throughout sport. We've seen them in basketball. We've seen mm-hmm. them in every level of sport. It affects uh, and afflicts uh, athletes, especially athletes in the, in the, in their prime it has nothing to do with the vaccine. As we all know, uh, these incredibly exceedingly, and thankfully rare occurrences are tied to, you know, cardiac events. We don't fully understand always, um, might be genetic, could be any number of other, uh, environmental factors. So glad that he got the uh, treatment that he needed and that it, it happened in the way that, it, I mean, no one wants it to happen, but if it's going to happen, um, yeah, real goddamn yeah. miracle. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it, it, it absolutely, uh, I, I, there was, uh, despite the, the cameras, there was a lot of humanism on display yeah. there that was just commend, commendable yep. in every way. Um, so that's a nice little palate cleanser. But we do have uh, two quick stories to talk about. One is, uh, Kevin, they've officially recommended that the playoff be Can you believe it, you guys? Playoff. I'm actually surprised how quick this happened. I think we've talked about this. I think there's been speculation. It's fully broken system was yeah. rectified. I'm in. It was dull, right? The college football playoff as it was like Alabama gets three shots at a spot every time. Then they get, you know, three weeks to put a game plan together and they trounce everyone every year. So, um, yes. So the new recommendation is to feature 12 teams. So the six highest ranked conference champions plus six at large teams were the four highest ranked conference champions would earn first round buys. And then the next four highest ranked teams would host the following four highest ranked teams, the the remainder, in first round playoff games hosted at university team sites, Um, which means that potentially SEC teams have to come north of the Mason-Dixon for the first time since World War II. Oh, (laughs) no. It's cold yeah. there, though. Yeah. Wah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about it uh, real quick. A couple of the things that let's start with the weather because I think uh, that has been indeed East Lansing was called specifically out as no one wants to see football games in East Lansing By January seventh. Yet to which I'd say I'd love to see that first. Second. Have you heard of the pitch? Because 
real ones know, and that is to say those who are champions of the, the pinstripe bowl, um, you can play in the cold. It's fine. I mean, the NFL's playing. Well, at the yeah, time, th- this right? is absurd. This is this is tomfoolery and just lazy analysis. Just shut up. Like, get over it. And if you're if you're playing in Phoenix in August, let's talk like, about what's more dangerous. Let's just talk about that for a hot second. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, hell, our, our trip to Miami theoretically could be just mm-hmm. as dangerous. Um, so I think that's ridiculous. The, the other, the, uh, more serious, I think, criticism that I, I still don't understand though, is that this notion that it dilutes the value of the season. Um, you know, I, my response would be, I don't like this idea that if you have a, you lose a game, like your season's kind right. of over. I, and I don't know that anyone would say anything remotely similar about college basketball, which sees a much larger Mm -hmm. field. So do either of you have this sense that maybe 12 instead of say eight dilutes the value of the season in some way? I don't think so. Not at all. (laughs) All right. So no one's going to stick up for this idea. I think, I think all of these teams want to win their conference championship still. I think that is still a very stated goal for all of these teams and the buy is a big deal if nothing here. else but also winning your winning your conference is yeah. a big deal it's Can hard I be the old stick in the mud that's concerned about wear and tear and number of games that these student athletes are going to be playing though like you play a full yeah, season that's fair. then if you're a good team you're going to play a conference championship game so there's 13 then let's say you don't get a buy though for some reason so if you're going to play in the national championship game, that'll be 15 potential games that you're playing there. Am, am I missing one? Is there potential for even 16? So, well, so there's, so 14 would be, would be if you're going to the national championship. Yeah. 15. So yeah. that's a yes. concern. I mean, that's a full NFL slate of games. Basically. I, uh, you gotta start paying these guys, man. No, I was just going to say it. Come through. You got to. Come through with the money. There's also the fact that they're doing this explicitly for money. Like they're doing this to sell ad time in all of these games. So the NCAA is going to start raking in even more cash than before. You got to, you got to break it off for the guys. You have to. Yeah. I, so it's weird. I mean, on the one hand, yes, I agree with all of that. I, but I'm, I'm thinking back to this idea of the expanded, field because i think at one point in time we may have said the bcs system felt preferable to kind of what we'd gotten ourselves into at 14 as it turned out the bcs was better (laughs) uh and and what which is also one of the reasons that i don't buy this like it devalues the season argument because you know in the bcs system you just went to a bowl game and that was fine for almost everybody the you know, the what devalues the season is the fact that winning only six games gets you into a bowl, right? Like if, if you want to make the season more valuable, have fewer bowls. But um, this is at what point in time is are, are we genuinely going to continue to be um, or at what point in time do we become satisfied, right, with a number of teams? And, and that would be my concern is that 
is there going to be a push again? Because you're you're going to run into an argument, at least from some group of five teams, probably that they got robbed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think teams okay. that right. are outside the top ten probably don't really deserve to complain at all. So, sure, I fair enough. Fair enough. If this encompasses largely the top 10 until we start seeing those sort of like, oh, I was the ninth ranked team and I didn't get in robberies, then it's fine. This is good. And I think also in college football, if you look at the eye test of like the number 12 team versus the number two team, (laughs) very frequently you can tell the difference between those two. So I, uh, I'm not that concerned, May, but then also I thought the college football playoff was going to be an improvement from the BCS. So maybe I will eat crow on this as well. Eat it. Sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's head to uh, Twitter mm. questions, gentlemen. And it is time to spell. Yeah. Some shit because yeah, I think it is. There was a. Bit of a brouhaha over the last week when we announced where people stood in the rankings. There may have de- been demands for a an, an apology on air by the podcast that involved Alex Plum using his most high fluent fluent fluent. Uh, I believe that's what you're looking for. Yes, that's go. the phrase. I can't read, can't write, can't talk. Language um, in an apology that was later on retracted. Because originally we said this was going to be a four-week competition. Then I went rogue in week three, and you guys didn't call me out saying this was going to be a whole season. (laughs) So we've decided that while we will acknowledge that Anthony Garvert may have led at the end of the month of May, the season is not over. And it's his own fault for sitting out a week and not listening close enough to the pod. So... We are going to cap this competition at the end of June and at least take July off. We will always take your questions, but there's no competition. So that gives each of us one week left to rank. And this week it is our dear friend, Alex Plum, who we've been told is half in the bag. (laughs) So this should be a good time. I just want to state explicitly for the listeners. I was with the mutineers, man. I was right there picking up that pitchfork. Oh, yeah. And then Alex, Alex texts me when I say, "Uh oh, there's something happening. He's like, I'm pouring Mm -hmm. gasoline on the fire. Yes. And I did. And I did, (laughs) Garvert. And you know why. You know why. (laughs) All right. So uh, the standings are as they are. You can see them on Twitter if you follow at Spartan underscore pod on the old Twitter machine. But. We have to get into these questions. And Alex, I think this first one is for you. And it's just a statement. And it's from our dear friend, Jer Bear, who retweeted a picture of the bathroom from the Kansas City War (laughs) Memorial. And it just says, bring the piss window to Spartan Stadium. So can you describe for the listener who... Rarely do I enjoy a visual question for the pod, but this one is truly a sight to behold. So can you share what they're, what we're looking I, at? Right I, I can. I shouldn't have to. No one should have to see or explain this. I'll start by saying I've never seen a two-story single, like an, a two-story bathroom before. I've never seen a bathroom that has stairs in it. Yeah. I've, 
Do you have to go downstairs I to go upstairs? I don't know how. It's like a, um, what is it? E, E, Aisha? Who's the painter that I'm trying oh, to think Oh, yeah. Of? You know, the stairs yes, all yes, yeah. never-ending yes. staircase. So, Escher. Anywho, um, it appears on the upper level of this, there are a couple doored stalls as well as a bank of urinals uh, that are dividerless. And then I imagine one would round the bend and go down a staircase and immediately be confronted by two toilets. Just apropos of nothing, there appears, well, there is no barricade between the two toilets. It is un- you it can is hold unclear. Hands. It, it, there well, may be a very large door. I think that's a large door that's open. So you could conceivably close the large door and poop with a friend. If you're having toilet buddies, though, <laughs> why not share with everyone at that point? At that point. <laughs> Leave the door open. Well, Let us like, all enjoy. Was it Rick's or was it the shark that you the, ba- the bathroom just had a single toilet in the middle of it? You uh, know what I'm talking about? Uh, well, I... The the toilet when we're not talking about overflowing, I'm only at the shark. The, for that I'm always reminded of is at PTs where you open up the door and there's no door on the stall, and you're just looking straight at and anyone a guy. that might be using that. Yeah, you're just looking at you. I love the idea that someone would just head down the stairs and see like two two twins, a la yeah. The Shining, holding hands, taking yeah. a shit, dropping together. a deuce. Uh, but what Alex didn't mention is that there is a window. On this staircase that allows you to <laughs> there see is. into the urinal. Well, it's not a window per se. Now I see what he's saying. There is a break in the action. It does appear to be there's a there's a there's a a guardrail or something. But yeah, the way the wall is sort of cut out and then reinforces itself, it does appear to have a window looking directly into the bank of urinals that are straight again, down the line. All the hogs standing at the trough. I think it's yeah. It's safe to say that whoever designed the Kansas City War Memorial uh, enjoyed his or her fair share of adult. Yeah, I just don't Um, know why there are stairs inside this damn thing. It it is just defies logic. Again, do you have to go downstairs to get up to the urinals? That's what I want to know. Do you have to first go downstairs, or do you climb up through that window area? Yeah, it's this is troubling. Anyway, Jer Bear, thank you for this nightmare. Um, and and Jer Bear, thanks um, a few weeks ago for asking for our picks of the uh, Stanley Cup, you know, playoffs because yeah. uh, Habs are looking pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty uh, well, I believe the Oilers still got a chance. Go Edmonton. So, <laughs> still going to do it. Go Oilers. All right. Next up from CT and TC, uh, have you, uh, Josie? Have you ever had near death experience? Wow, light friendly uh, Twitter banter. Yeah. So, CT, I that's an interesting question. Um, I once had an experience that uh, medical professionals, and because of their panic, led me to believe that I was about ready to die. Um, so much so that I was at a hospital and they were going to put me on a helicopter to go to a different hospital to get a stint because they thought I had a valve failing on my heart. It was a real party (laughs) ends up being none of that was true. Um, And the cardiologist finally came in and uh, was like, oh, you have this dumb thing where the sack around your heart is just inflated. And when you cough, it makes you feel like you have heart attacks. So um, 
but I, I do distinctly remember, you know, at one point in time, there were eight people in the room and I was getting injected with a bunch of morphine and they were moving me to put me on a helicopter and I was crying and saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Um, it was it, single-handedly the most terrifying moment in my entire life. Um, other than maybe when I backpacked the Grand Canyon, which also was felt like a professional also crying, also so yeah saying, i don't want to die i don't want to die. <laughs> no, yeah there were there were stretches <laughs> yes uh so very similar so thanks for that light yeah. question wow. ct uh greg you got anything plum you got any you got anything you want to add no i think everyone that has no. driven <laughs> you know for as much as you drive at this point probably has like one or two close calls that's the only thing that i can think of plum yeah. Bad car accident yeah. as a passenger and kind of came out unscathed. There was one kind of precarious moment where the car was teetering over the edge of a overpass. We didn't oh. fall down, as it turns out. But uh, oh, that'd have been bad. Yeah, <laughs> but that happened a long time ago. I don't think I was even as a con- looking back now. It's more serious. Probably should have taken that more seriously. There was that time you spent like an entire year in Micronesia. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, next up from CT and TC. Uh, Plum, would you prefer Izzo picks his own successor or stays completely hands off? Oh. You know, that's a good question. And I guess I'm now I'm framing it in light of Mike Krzyzewski's just absolute and utter dukeness to just anoint his successor. Like he just gets <laughs> to do that. Like, of course he does. Like, it didn't even dawn on me that that's just not how anything in human resources works ever. <laughs> um, my guess is that my guess is that Izzo probably, uh, yeah. My guess is Izzo's the kind of guy that's that kind of is gonna be like, it's uh, it's Dwayne Stevens, right? It's Dwayne. Okay, I'm not gonna come out and say anything, but you, it's got to be Dwayne, right? Yeah, and, I think that thumb is gonna be pretty heavy on this. Yeah, I think so I, too. I'm but, not sure it's going to be quite as public as I think was, that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. I there's also right. the fact that now all of a sudden there are alumni of the program that are going to be very quickly the biggest boosters at MSU. Yeah. Who are already just giving Tom, you know, quarter million a year in discretionary funds. Yep. So when he puts his money behind whatever decision Izzo wants to make is just, it's just going to happen. It's going to be as simple as that. So, yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, is, He's back. We, we did very well without you, but dear listener, Michael Jones headphones cut out for a moment. Uh, next up from CT and TC, uh, Jonesy, since you're here, best piece of advice for someone starting a new job. Um, CT, you're in my wheelhouse. Um, so, Find out who has the most power that doesn't like your boss and make an ally out of them. <laughs> Unless you think your boss has the most power, in which case, make a faux ally out of that that person and then throw oh them God. on the bus. Um, no, in all seriousness, um, you know, one of the things, particularly that um, when I work with, I work in helping people find jobs, that the... The, the most common problem people are having right now is is actually relating to and engaging with teammates in in companies that aren't historically remote um, and and being in a remote environment. So um, I would just say if there are sort of 
team building exercises or after hours things engage in as many of them as possible or or suggest one just as a way of of getting to know people you work with because that um for a lot of people right now is the the hardest thing is integrating with teams when there isn't a water cooler component and i know greg for instance, works in a place that is historically remote, right? So you guys are probably better at that. Uh, actually, most of my coworkers operate out of the Chicago office, but yeah, my team generally oh, well. would have a pretty large remote contingent, and um, it, 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 yeah, I. If you have the opportunity to do these types of after work or or perhaps during work uh, social activities or. Or, you know, just put one-on-ones on calendars. You know, hopefully you'll get assigned to someone that, um, to mentor you in the program, the company, um, and then find out who else you should be talking to. I'm not, I'm not great at office politics, but, um, it seems like finding out, you know, interesting people that are leading projects or anything like that, introduce yourself, find out what you can do to help. Yeah. Those types of things. I would say also don't share where you went to school because people will know. Especially, you know, oh my god! Um, especially when the Detroit <laughs> News has done you such a service, they really um, have. And so. and and all people who want to know uh, who notable Spartan fans are, and thus yeah. perchance upon the basketball Wikipedia page. Yeah, don't ruin it. Have you checked it to is. see no, if that's I still haven't. there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's still there. Oh, CT, we love you. All right. Next up is the Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Alex, Alex, do you know where, do you know anywhere to get I, good I used house? to, and I'm forgetting. There was a place, and I don't, I can't remember. I guess it's my house in my oven, and they are good there. Uh, uh, probably the best ever. Uh, um, that's what I would say with high levels of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would know, Jonesy. Uh, uh, we love CT and TC. We do it not love the architecture guy. <laughs> one it week. took one week. Just, and, just uh, we continue to say that we are big fans of preserved homemade and you know, their social media handles because we've said them a lot. Um, next up, Greg, how many points will Gabe Brown average per game? Oh, well, he year? took a big step forward, right? Big jump for Gabe Brown. What do we think about his game? Upper deck jerk guy. We're just going to go. Let's go 16. Yeah. 16.5. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. You Big year for Gabe. Yeah, Jack, you up a deck, Jack? Guy. I, mean, I think that's like three times what he averaged last season. But. Sure. sure. <laughs> this yes. is going to be a big offseason for him. Be uh, <laughs> huge. Uh, all right. Last up, uh, I got a upper deck guy says, I got a little confused from last week's pod. Where exactly does Alex Plum stand on vaccinations? Oh, upper deck jerk guy. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not easily trolled. Not easily trolled, but with vaccines, you can troll me any day. Yeah, I will you want. take the bait. I will take the bait. Get your vaccines. And Get them the all. All of them. Get them at the same time. Collect them. If you've ever said something like, well, I'm just going to do the research, you're an idiot. If you've ever said something like, well, my doctor thinks I should get them here, but I think you're an idiot. So don't be dumber than you are, stupid. Get your vaccines. Say your name is Montez Sweat, and oh, you God. say, I'm going to wait for the experts to tell me, even though you were provided with an expert, and you say, I don't believe them, and I don't think I should be told what to believe by an expert. 
then you are an idiot and you should definitely just remember vaccines are for preventing illness not for treating the illness so if you wait to get covid before you get the vaccine you're an idiot you are a moron (laughs) that was fun all right next up is taylor anderson uh, Plum, who's your pick uh, to win the Euros? He says this is mainly for Plum, since the rest of the pod are uncultured <laughs> swine. Taylor, I plan on picking Denmark because they displayed courage. Uh, they did go on to win the game. So, I, I wait. Wait, no I, I'm way, confused. Really? Isn't Eurovision over? Didn't they already oh, announce the winner? This that? is insulting. <laughs> I, I don't understand the question, Taylor Anderson. I'm pretty sure Eurovision already took place, but uh, my God. Uh, well, unfortunately, um, for everybody, um, the world cup is in Tokyo this year, right? Yes. Or is it both? That's not the same thing. Oh, wow. Speaking of, no, it's the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Olympics. It's not the world cup. And this is hurtful. And I'm, I'm, I'm paying such little attention to both of you. I want, because I'm paying little attention to to both of you. Uh, uh, I was gonna. I would like to say that North Macedonia is gonna win it all, but I think we know that isn't gonna happen. Though I will be rooting for them and their group. Uh, I, it's probably gonna be France. I think. Um, I'm gonna say France. Go France. I mean, not go France, but probably France. Yeah, France. France. All right. Last up from Taylor Anderson, Grooch. If you could buy any brand new vehicle tomorrow, but it was the last vehicle you could ever buy, what would it be, and why would you choose it? Uh, M1 Abrams tank. Okay. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Cause I assume that if it's the last one I could ever buy, the world is, is not doing well, uh, in the near future. So I better have that M1's Abrams tank to get me through the pending apocalypse. Um, is there a better answer from the, from the podcast here? Um, I mean, is it decommissioned no, at that point in live, time? Because then it's a weapon, live right? Fire okay. Life exercise. Fire. That's nice. Sergeant Milkow. I mean, then I'm going to go ahead and say the SR 71 so that I can fly. Yeah, I was going to say, why not a helicopter? Oh For me, it's a Volvo. I'm buying a Volvo wagon, a sensible Volvo wagon. In beige. I've got Optimus Prime. With a maroon interior. Okay. All right. Next up is Elon Bloom. Thank you, Taylor. I'm sorry for Alex. Um, who is the most <laughs> uh, Elon Bloom first asks, uh, Greg, who's the most successful Spartan playing overseas? Is, is it, it Raymar Morgan? Didn't Lorbeck sign the biggest? Uh... It says playing. Well, so that's too bad. I think Lorbeck just hung it up a couple of years ago. Currently, uh, sure. Perhaps Raymar. I last I checked in on him, he was in like the Israeli leagues or something like that. Um, yeah, pay. Uh, didn't um, Adrian Payne get signed somewhere worthwhile at some point? Um, I don't know, uh, but it was Lorbeck for a while. Like he was the, one of the biggest names in, in Euro basketball. Uh, so continuing the basketball uh, from Elon Bloom, Jonesy, who was the biggest bust recruit in the Izzo era? <sighs> Got to be Shannon Brown. <laughs> Got to be. I mean, I guess it depends on how a lot of that to me depends on how you define it. Right. Like I found. All right. I'm going to say something that's not. Oh, here it is. 
you could make a convincing argument that it's Josh Langford. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I would, if you're going to go down that row, I would take Delvon Rowe above Josh Langford because he didn't even finish his career. But are, I would, I don't, desc- I don't describe, well, all right, fair, fair point though. Delvon Rowe, if Josh Langford had hung it up, I wouldn't put him in that yeah. category, which, it, which is unfair to Josh Langford. I will fully admit that, you know, Delvon Rowe, I don't No, You know what it is? I don't like Josh Langford's, Langford's game. Yeah. That's what it is. He takes inefficient shots, always has, and so, you know, never lived up to the five-star McDonald's All-American tag that, that he had, in, in my mind. But, you know, you could also make a convincing argu- argument that it's Foster Lawyer, or... Um, Lawyer wasn't a five-star. Uh, it was Mr. Michigan Basketball. No. That's a far cry. Yeah. I think we uh, all know it was... Who Keith Ampling? <laughs> oh, yeah. Biggest disappointment for sure. Um, yep. I think you could go back to like a Brandon Cotton. If you go really early in the Izzo era, uh, I think Brandon Cotton was a, a pretty big recruit um, who didn't really pan out. Um, what if I said Deontay Davis in that it's disappointing that he left? Yeah, but the circumstances around that are difficult to. That's why I said Shannon Brown. Sure. sure. What? No. Okay. Shannon Brown went to a Final I Four. No. And he had a hell of a pro career. Way better than I was. Okay. Doing. All right. But I'm just saying. But I'm just saying. Listen. All right. You can't just say no, that, just that's saying that's how a just saying it. works. It's just you're just saying and it means nothing. And it means you can be like, I don't really trust vaccines, but I'm just saying, you know, it's like it's, it's it. like I'm not racist, but but I'm just that, saying you get to say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, because you you set the expectations. For that's everyone. right. They, that's exactly. they understand. With all due respect, um, Alex Plum, your vocabulary is okay. garbage. That's actually Next. and that's on the pod. We're moving on. With all due respect. We're moving on. With all due respect uh, to Elon Bloom, his final question to Plum. Mel Tucker seems to really have the swag. Yes. Can he back it up on the field? Can he back it up with the on the field product? Do you see, what do you see as his ceiling? And please don't say the roof. Damn it. Fair request. Fair request. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he does have the swag. I think that we saw him kick Michigan's ass last fall. So I would tell you, yes, mm-hmm. he can back it up with an on-field product. And particularly, this is the year to watch him back it up with an on-field product that is his own product and not a product that he uh, inherited from lazy-ass recruiting strategy from the former era. So I think his ceiling is as high as he sets it. And right now, uh, the ceiling seems to be somewhere over the state of Georgia. Let's see if we can get that uh, north of the Mason-Dixon. I don't know if it matters, but um, I think we're going to have a lot of learning to do this fall, and I'm very excited to see it. Me too. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, Next up from Raymond Chains. Am I just imagining things, or do people on the far left just dismiss big-time sports as bread and circus? Yeah, okay, all right. We'll discuss all this and more on this week's Rambling with Ray. Bro, (laughs) Raymond! You plug in your own show? He just play, he just dropped his own plug. That's fair enough. You've done so much with us with behind the scenes with Tom Izzo. I mean, I'm listening to Ramblin' with Ray Ray. So can we go back to yeah. bread and circus? Is this a common colloquialism I'm Whoa! I'm unfamiliar with? Even I've heard this Here's, one. Really? 
It's Russian, uh, isn't it? I think so. It's just sort of it's like, missing big time sports is bread and circus. It's just like I mean, what would entertain yes, Russians? Giving, bread I've and circus. I've always thought of it as like give the give the plebs something to entertain them. Let them eat while. cake. Yeah. All right. Very similar to that. Got it. Um, uh, I, so Raymond, I would say, um, I don't know that you're imagining things though. I would, uh, I know at least, uh, on our Twitter handle, we handle a few people, we follow a few people and, and who, uh, are big 10 enthusiasts who are also socialists and, um, I, they're not incompatible. Like, um, are, are, are there some in, in, in the intelligentsia, if you will, who don't like sports? Sure. Right. But like lots of people don't like sports. I don't like, you know, CNN shows cause they're boring. Right. Like, I don't think, you know, these oh, someone help me out here. Like the CNN shows though. To... I think that's hate watching. Fine. I don't like reading Tolstoy. Okay. It's wow. boring. Uh, I'm kind of with Ray Ray here. Uh, ramble on, my man. It does seem like a theme, but then they're not. It's not like they've got the market cornered on not caring for sports. You know, like there are plenty of people out there that don't care for sports. But and I think it just shows actually a lack of intellectual curiosity to learn rules. Next up from Raymond Chains for Junkie: Should publicly <laughs> funded universities make sporting events even more affordable to the general public? A huge portion of Lansing folks have never been able to attend a game in Spartan Stadium, and it really seems unfair to me in some way. Won't somebody think of the community orphans? Well, wasn't I would push back slightly on this, Raymond. Uh, didn't our very own Jer Bear put together a, a very nice program of collecting underutilized tickets in 2019 and uh, making sure they were distributed to folks? Um he did, but Plum, can we have a little meeting real quick? Because I think I once threw a segment to you, and Greg just stepped oh, in, and then you just threw that he did to it again. me. Yes, and I did, and he did it again, and he did it to me, and he's done it to you, and he's done it to both of us, and he does it all the time. And this is something I've brought up to you personally before in our New Jersey trip. I, I actually cried about it, as you'll recall, and I just am glad that the listeners are finally hearing what we have to do with. It took a lot of fireball to it get did. through those tears. Yep, it and did. And and frankly, what I'm alarmed by is the the sort of bleach stains that your tears Correct. left on the pillows. I Were you don't guys impressed though that I managed to break into your conversation in New Jersey and interrupt all of the crying? Yeah, just like keeping it going, and just like I'm interrupting now. Anyway. Uh, Raymond, I know you were asking me about this and not Greg, who is in East Lansing. Um, but it's definitely it. I think we would all agree that that the cost of football has gotten crazy. Whether that's a coach's salary, the assistant coach's salary, um, that uh, ticket prices continue to go up. So, yeah. Um, I do we I think we have a question about this later on. They could maybe mitigate some of these costs if they just introduced beer sales to Spartan Stadium, Correct. right? Make up some of that revenue, but um, it would be it would be interesting if they were able to offer a way for it, it to be more accessible to people. But I don't I don't know that. Do, Greg, do you have a public policy solution to this? Uh, uh, am I welcome into the conversation now? I'm just making sure I'm just I don't, unfortunately. Yeah. When you're invited Thank in, you. you're welcome. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I'll I'll ponder this. Yeah, um, though you know, Raymond, if we're offering discounts to people in the Lansing area, then I would first say I want a discount for Evers for my time in Michigan <laughs> State. If we're, if we're going to discount, I want my discount first. All right. Though, hey, Raymond, for what it's worth, we did find very affordable tickets uh, online for, uh, you know, for the day that people might be clearing out of stadiums. Yeah, you know but not I mean? also not um, that affordable, not for like a family of four, you know, just saying. Sure. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. That's Next fair. up from Raymond Chains. Uh, this week on Behind the Scenes with Tom Bizzo, Lupe and Tom's marriage is further strained when Tom delivers a savage beating to Joanne Howard outside of America Park after a game. <laughs> I don't think that is that a continuation of last week's episode? I I know we, like Joanne is the puppet master, but apparently now there was a some kind of epic fight. Uh, but meanwhile, Stevie Izzo tries to get his mom and Susie Merchant to let him walk out to the women's team as D'Antonio drinks up. Oh, man. All right. Let's be very clear, though. Whatever Stevie Izzo's designs are here, they are full on. Um just pure sexism because there's no way Steven Izzo makes the women's team. No way. Like he, he, let's be honest. He barely made his varsity <laughs> team. <laughs> like, but, uh, I do like the idea that somehow Tom Izzo noted what D two yeah. basketball and player, man, uh, <laughs> yeah like he just got inside on juan and juan's like looping uh hooks just couldn't land it's because the height um, difference is so severe severe juan couldn't juan didn't have the the leverage on him um that he's accustomed to um interesting interesting take uh thank you raymond next up for mama Maple leaf uh plump Yep. In the past three weeks, the MSU landmark, The Rock, on Farm Lane, we haven't talked about this. Thank you, Mao Maple for bringing this up. For And giving the geographic. Has been defaced six to seven times with the same message, boycott your DEI training. I thought it was less than that. I didn't realize it was that, that frequent. Um, if you could write a permanent message on The Rock, what would it be? Get your vaccine. Yeah. Um, yeah, this has been... No, it would um, probably just be like... Be kind. I don't think of Love. someone other than yourself. You selfish fuck. Like I, what I mean, why in the hell does any of this matter? You know, other than this obsession, this obsession with self, which is at the, which is at the absolute core of every anti-vax anti anything is because you don't like how it makes you feel get over yourself. Mm -hmm. Just fuck. That's it. Yeah, this this has been a uh Is that too long to all fit on the rack. Um that uh <laughs> that this message of boycotting the D and I uh training has been coming up time and again. It is there is there a mandatory one for I students? I believe or something? so and for staff. Um so well yeah, it by by the by, it, like oh my god. <laughs> 
If every corporation does one, then I would surely hope a public Agreed. institution. Yeah, I, whoever is choosing to do this, I've got bad news. Uh, you're going to be doing one every year for the rest of your professional career. So, and and you know what? It's not even no. satisfactory. <laughs> so, just and and let's start with the fact that the the thing you should be boycotting is Wolverines because they're garbage. <laughs> Like love, if someone's a Spartan, then that's all that really matters in some ways. Um, Jesus, yeah. like, yeah, I concerned. hate that. God. Thanks, Mama Maple Leaf. You got a couple of swears. We got to add some pennies to the jar. Uh, all right. All right, Grooch. I'm going to give you this one because you were going to steal it anyway. The MSU dairy store is projected to reopen this autumn. Good use autumn. of autumn. Thank you. Many U's in that. I, I, I doubtless wonder why she included that. Which one of these two flavors would you choose? D'Antonio's Double Fudge Fake or Izzo's Malted Madness? And what would you name the ice cream flavor flavor to honor Mel? Oh, I love that she did this on purpose. God, yeah, she, she brought in as many of these yes. OUs yes. as she yes. possibly she could. She did. I love I it. I love it. Going out like of her, her way. <laughs> she did. I don't. Oh, remember. my God. Well, first off, D'Antonio's Double Fudge Fake is a fantastic ice cream and it comes highly recommended. Uh, I haven't tried Izzo's Malted Madness, I don't think, but I'm sure it's also good. I, love I do too, but but love why? How do you? How? His, I mean, maybe because you live in Lansing and you can get there easily. Mm-hmm. But when I'm at the dairy store, there's only one flavor for me. It's it's obvious, isn't it? It's the sesquicentennial sesquicentennial swirl. swirl. Yeah, yeah. It's a sesquicentennial swirl. All time great. But anyway, sorry. How, well, how would you honor Mel? What would it be? Well, I would. Uh, I would like some kind of a. I mean, to date, Mel's biggest social media hit is that picture of him with the. With the uh, bucket cap and the cigar, cigar. Right? So cigar so, flavored ice cream. Let's do it. Yeah, let's have something with like a nice pecan, something with a bit of a smoky flavor to okay. it. Okay, and okay. Uh, whiskey, like a whiskey pecan kind of yeah. thing. Bourbon, bourbon Marsh. pecan. Yeah, he's he's got the uh, he had the the Woodridge as well at there the party. He did. So uh, That's right. let's go that direction. All what right. about you guys? Maybe a relentless mm. road. You know, it's a rocky road play. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's uh, quality. Okay. Maybe it's quantity <laughs> over quality because, you know, he's recruiting a new size of athlete at MSU. So maybe it's just if you order the Mel, it's just a tub of ice cream that you have to eat. <laughs> the whole the thing week. in one sitting. Yeah. No. Or you have to pay for the whole tub. That's actually genius. Uh, next up from Mama Maple Leaf, uh, Jonesy, longtime MSU football team chaplain of Father Jake Fog- Foglio. Foglio. Uh, 1930 to 2020, 90 years aged, uh, said, we want our students to recognize that they can't be good professionals unless they're also good human beings. What would you do today that justifies you as a good human being? I don't like this question. I just want to say that I need to somehow justify my existence as good and decent. And also, Mama Maple Leaf, let's not pretend that hosting this podcast isn't exactly that. Um, also, Father Jake, I have some beef with your point. Some would say that Jeff Bezos is both a good professional and a garbage human being. Well, no, but I think that's his point, that he is not, therefore, a good professional. Yeah. He may be effective at making money, but that does not. Well, then Father Jake, Jake, Jake Folio 
is a socialist. Uh, and let's be real about what Father Jake I is. mean, he did take a vow but of anyway, poverty. Uh, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, you know, um, I, I don't like this question because I don't know that I did anything today that justifies me being a good human being other than I threw Maybe some trash away. And I hmm? was, I, I feel like, but see, I, I did a lot of stuff with my son today that I'm That's really it. happy about. But like that, but but doesn't wh- why does that make me a good human being? That's my <sighs> job. This is exhausting. It just it was a light question. I let a guy in today in Z. traffic. Like I let three cars in a row get in because no, that makes uh, you a bad person. God, I hate help you us, for it. God help us all. All right, we're moving on. Uh, next up from Dan Hellpepper, uh, Plum. No, this oh. is for you, Greg. You haven't answered in a while. Podcast improv. Give your version of what led to the Hyundai SUV with house divided MSU U of M stickers above both tailgates <laughs> and taillights that I saw driving erratically on I-94 near Papa. Okay. And I do believe, if I recall correctly, just to if I can give you a, a, a little prompt for your um your improv sesh here. Um, I do believe I saw once on the Upper Deck Jerk Guys. Uh, Twitter bio that he's from the oh, Papa. Is this real? So, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like a couple of years ago, I was like, man, can we figure out who this guy is? And he had his location set. No, at he Papa. didn't. Really? So, I, I will set the scene for this. Papa to me is the place when you're driving 94 between suburban Detroit or Lansing or whatever and Chicago. It's the place that you stop for a pee break and lunch. So in my version of this podcast improv, the car is not only divided in terms of college allegiance, but in terms of what to get for lunch at, uh, at the papa. All right. So remember we must yes. And so, uh, plum now that we're in papa, I think we should eat at the papa Pawconi dog. Boom. Yes, because their bathroom has a pee window in it. And after I watch some pee windowing, I'm going to get a Coney dog with the Flint ingredients. Right, Jonesy? <laughs> Is that what you call it? Your Coney dog with the Flint ingredients? That sounds truly delightful. But don't wa- forget to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds because not everyone's getting the vaccine. <laughs> and then after we all eat three conies each, we'll sit down on those group toilets together. Together. Here, here. And scene. And scene. Take that, Dan Hellpepper. <laughs> I want to be in the middle. You would be. <laughs> all right, Joan, the, what's the most universally beloved movie you hate? Oh, I've been thinking about this a lot. And honestly, can can someone else take this to spur my imagination? Greg, this feels like something you would have. This an is something about. I probably, I mean, I think most people do kind of. Uh, there's probably some Disney flicks that I don't like that people do. Um, Avatar. <laughs> I, I don't know. Plum, do you have something for this? I haven't seen any of the like Marvel Universe movies and I don't want to. I have Ooh. zero desire to. And I have oh. to imagine that that's kind of in the realm of this question. Yeah, that reminds me. The third Batman film from the, the Nolan tr- trilogy. Batman, whatever, rises. Garbage. Who cares? That movie sucks. <laughs> sucks. 
Uh, it's where he fully went like tenant on his uh, soundtrack situation, though. Like <laughs> the noises just fog out all of the the, yeah. the dialogue. Um, it's a it's a joy. Uh, yeah. Like I I I want to say we need to give Dan Helpepper credit for this question. It's a really good one because I know there's one that I hate. He'll come back. That come people... back to it. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Donnie Dark. That's oh, I hate God. that movie. That I don't think people garbage. really talk about Donnie Darko anymore, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but it was a thing when we so, were. So speaking school. of things that are becoming more and more a thing, even though I think they're dumb. Next up from Dan Helpepper, should MSU be Wait, using the Spartan it... logo at all? Has this become more of a thing than the I, thing you sent me? It just seems like people are starting to ask this question more and more. Oh, and God. I've, people are saying. I don't have time for that either. I think it's because but, people don't understand why it's important to stop using Native American iconography um, for teams. Like, oof. Yeah. Like, all right. First of all, I would say... If we're gonna if we're gonna put things on the list of things to end first, let's go with calling it Greek life. Like if we're really gonna go full like this is a thing, let's start there. But then I don't know that we're fully mascotizing an entire civilization that I, I, I can't I can't on this one. It makes me so. It's like I I can't imagine anyone in Greece being offended by this. I can imagine thinking not, not to mention that we didn't like steal their land, right. introduce a ton of disease to them, continue to introduce policies that just wreck the everyday lives of an entire civilization. Yeah. That <laughs> is the thing that's important about why you don't want to use native American iconography. That's the important why you, reason why you can't have blackface in, in uh film. Yeah. Like because first of, of all, yeah, people, of people, things. Yeah, we, and, and yeah, in, in in important ways that the Spartan helm is different than if we did a Spartan yeah. face. Like, if you started doing that, let's have if a conversation. The Sparty was some was based off some well known Greek, you know, stereotypes. Then, yeah, I think we'd have a frank discussion about <laughs> Gruff Sparty, and I would also point out. You don't even have someone who's like super sensitive and woke making the argument, oh, you've whitewashed Greek people. <laughs> like, I, I'll <laughs> also say for for all of this, if they really wanted us to get rid of this stuff, I would just be like, fine, move on. We'll be something else. It wouldn't affect me at all. But it's this one's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, I can't. Plum, you 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 have the most rage here. You got anything? Else? I. I, I'm, I've, I, I'm not going to even engage it. I think it is beyond stupid, and I refuse to be embroiled in even dumber things than I have been today. Meh! Uh, all right, so one of my favorite Twitter questions, or Twitter handles, rather. Up next, Erickson <laughs> Kiva. What a great Twitter handle. Like, for, for real. It really is. Uh, for those who don't know, that's a building on campus. Er, is it even a building it's, or is it a? It's, it's, a, like it's a, a building room. room. It's like an it's like a it's like an adjacent building structure. It also violates also, the laws of physics. I'm pretty sure it is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but Erickson Kiva first it first and only asks us, uh, and this is sadly certainly been addressed by the pod. But would you survive a January seventh home game, home playoff game in East Lansing, Michigan? Big yes. yes. Big Correct. yes. Yeah. Fat yes. Uh-huh. 
It would be just cold. It, the, what concerns me... It, it wouldn't be cold because we yeah. would be in the playoff. So it would be what quite What concerns warm. me about cold weather games is the freezing rain. And that tends to happen in the late fall. Once you're in January, it's just going to be cold. And if there's any pers- any uh, precipitation, it's going to be snow, which is just fine by me. So the answer is big yes. That would be rad in a huge, huge home advantage in mo- in all likelihood. So I'll take it. All right. Next up, Joe Ashworth. Um, all right, gentlemen, uh, this is for all of us. Uh, seems like we talk about the Spartan Stadium soundtrack every offseason. Everybody pick a song to add or remove from the rotation. Uh, Plum, you are up first. Add or remove a song from the Spartan Stadium I'm soundtrack. I'm going to add in... Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to add in Sexual by Naked. Mm. Okay. That is a choice. Uh, Greg? Uh, I'm going to remove Tunes by T as a DJ as my song of choice. Just move on, Tunes by T. It's time for someone else to do this. And I'm going to remove, without consequence or comment, Thunderstruck. I was going to ask, you're going to go there. Thunderstruck! It's probably time. I, in fact... I mean, they they ruined the montage. All right. Next up, also founded in 1855, rival land-grant uh, <laughs> university, Penn State. What does this darkest timeline look like in which Penn State is the pioneer land-grant university? Well, I, I think we know that uh, the world would cease to exist as we know it, right? Like if, right. if MSU wasn't there to be the pioneer land-grant university, then something would have gone horribly wrong a- along the way. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, this, we would have spent like 15 months yeah. inside. For... I was going to say, this doesn't work because we're currently in the darkest timeline. So maybe we should have given Penn state a chance. It's <laughs> what I'm learning yeah. as I talk through this. Uh, Blom, you got anything on this? No, I don't. I don't have anything to add to this. I refuse again to acknowledge the whole premise of the question. I hate it. <laughs> He's just on. I'm done. He's on strike over there. But I will ask this next question of both of you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Let's assume Izzo gets to choose his successor. Oh, uh, the way Coach K did, asininely, and Dwayne Stevens is the guy. He's north of fifty already. Joe Ashworth problematically assumes. So, who would you put money on to follow Stevens? Tum Tum, Draymond, Drew Valentine. He didn't say Drew Neitzel, but. Might as well throw him in there, too. Oh, yeah. There was a very great uh, big clip of uh, Neitzel going around the Internet the other day, and I I thought of you, Greg. Uh, you know, you know, Neitzel still is the all-time uh, highest free-throw percentage shooter on the team. Really? Yes. Good for him. I would have assumed Paul Davis. Hmm. He definitely had nothing to distract him. No, definitely no, not nothing else going on in that head. IQ. Uh, so, uh, all right, here's, here's the thing. Um, if I have to choose from this list, you don't, I, I think those are just suggestions. So first of all, I don't think it's Tom. No way. No, yeah, how. I agree. Um, I, agree. I don't see it. Uh, Drew Valentine seems like actually a reasonable, uh, yeah. guess because he's someone who's and gone into coaching. I, yeah, 
I do think mm-hmm. I do think Draymond will find success somewhere else. I also think Draymond would be an amazing coach. And I would genuinely be thrilled to see Draymond Green. Yeah, that would be huge, but he's going to make crazy money in broadcasting and that's way easier. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah, but you have to agree. He would be a great coach. That wouldn't bother me at all. I think you guys are missing the most obvious one. It's Cash. That, well, Cash is going to be too busy being a U.S. Senator and President something. Fine, fine, Um, fine. Or the I next Michael Jordan. I think it's pretty Jordan, clear that Brad Stevens uh, left coaching the Celtics because there is a whole succession succession plan in place where he's going to uh, just take over for Tom here in a couple of years. I think it's that's obviously it. Love it. Yep, that's Great. it. All right. Next up, Sawyer Like Tom asks for Kevin Grek, if you could only have one Nelly for oh, if you could have one Nelly Furtado song stuck in your head for life, I mean, what would it be? I live so this life and it's promiscuous, girl. I mean, Man Eater has a shot, but it I live promiscuous girl every day. Yes. God bless. It is the soundtrack Samsung. of his life. My God. Bless her heart. <laughs> Next up. Yeah, that is from Sawyer Like Tom. Uh, Plum. Sawyer Like Tom says, I failed miserably at showing a friend from Panama how to skip rocks this week. What's your record number of skips and on what body of water? Hers is six on Lake Superior. Uh, Can we just acknowledge that this seemed like an excuse to shout out into the world that she had six (laughs) on Lake Superior? My friend was six on Lake Superior. Yeah, and I think that's the more important no, no, the hers was. So oh, that was your edit. Okay. Um, yeah, that's. I will. That is definitely a humble brag because Lake Superior is a choppy lake, and to manage somehow six skips on that body of water is quite impressive. I I can't say I've ever counted. I definitely know I got a pretty good rhythm going once on Torch Lake. So mm. there you go. Did you know that the physics I, of it, you're actually supposed to try to throw like a 45 degree angle? Yes. I think everyone that's tries correct. to sidearm it. No. But you're supposed to throw it in the water, man. Correct. Correct. But you, it really is the type of rock. You're not skipping it with just any old rock. Yep. Sorry, Jonesy. I interrupted you. My, my apologies. It's fine. The moment passed. Uh, Plum. Oh, this is, this is on the nose. Nothing in particular. <laughs> is rainbow capitalism particularly egregious this pride or am i just cranky you're cranky you're cranky it's it's only gonna get worse it, i and i think what i think what you're noticing is that folks are now just talking back before it was like oh this is so good because for so long there was nothing and then all of a sudden it became in vogue and people were just like oh my god finally fuck and now it's like oh okay well slow down there like I think my on my phone, like my Zillow app, is all of a sudden a rainbow Z. Like, oh, okay, no one cares that much, Zillow. Like, just shut up. But no, I think you're just being cranky. It's it's irrelevant. Nothing matters. Eat at Arby's. I mean, yeah, <laughs> eat Arby's. Eat Arby's um, because it's good. <laughs> because it's good, and they like gays. The gay Arby's. Yeah, I had to go Arby's with that. Oh, wait a minute. No, you just said that. I'm going to just say this. This this was in one of those stupid news things that's on Facebook that isn't really news. It's just clickbait, and I clicked it because I'm an idiot. But it was the story of this gay couple in Indiana, of all places, which, good job, guys, being gay in Indiana. Um, 
went to an Arby's and the clerk uh, used a three-letter expletive uh, offensive to the gay community hmm. as the order name, and they call it out. And to his great credit, whoever he was, the manager of said Arby's fired the um, offending cashier on the spot. And uh, anyway, that was the article. I, uh, you just because you said Arby's and also Indiana. Ew. Okay. You might want to just cut that one out. We're leaving it uh, unless that's a formal request. No, nope. um, <laughs> just was obnoxiously ear irrelevant. No, it was story. good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, next up from B list, uh, Plum can't read, can't write vocab word of the word of the week. Chugi? I don't know. You stumped me. You got me, B list. You got would, me. Speculate. How would you define? Oh uh, fuck! I don't even know what this. It's not, it. Hold on a second. It's got a I mean, spelling it's, it's, underline as squiggle. I'm gonna call. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna call say. shenanigans here. <laughs> not a real word. I'm going to say not a real word, but if it was, uh, Chugi is... <laughs> oh, it's slang. I mean, if the if the first entry is NewYorkTimes.com okay. and then the second is Urban okay. Dictionary. Okay, okay. I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say a Chugi is a... It is a chewing gum loogie. It's when you go to spit a, like hawk up a loogie, but you're chewing gum and it gets caught in it and you don't, you're like kind of chewing the loogie with the gum. That's a chewy. That's pretty good. I'm going to say I did a pretty good job on that one. And Jonesy, what, what do we have? Off the uh, it's, it's a Gen Z term to describe someone who is out of date or <laughs> too hard. And I believe an appropriate use of it would be this one time, a guy named Alex Plum tried to define chewy <laughs> on a podcast. And he's a chuggy. So is he being chuggy uh, or is he a chuggy? Like how, how do we, I believe it's okay. an adverb, but you know, again, New York times is the first definition and that's just because it's more popular than the urban. Well, how would it be an adverb entry. in the example you just provided? I think his example. Well, was you could be like a, like I'd be chuggly eating. Look, I, I'm sorry, I I don't I right. fail to see how. Did you mean Ch adjective? Chuji, chu, chuji. Is it? Chu it's a is is a hard g a g? It's time to move on or a g. This. All right, uh, chuji. All right, chuji. Next up yeah. for you two, uh, paper cut between two fingers oh, or yeah. holding ten ways to move your chuji. Maximum. <laughs> I hate this. That's from that's from today. Thank you today. .com. I'm putting this in Hashtag the hour. Next up Great. from B list. Uh, choose of this Sophie's choice paper cut between your fingers or holding your pee for an hour in a hot car. It's holding your pee for an hour in a hot car. There's that's hand. That has to be it. Right. That doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah. It sounds most unpleasant. Both I got, I told Jones this, I was refereeing a second game in Flint and I went to put in the corner flags and the corner flags were made of fiberglass and it was fraying. Oh, and I got fiberglass shards caught in both hands in the like fatty part between the thumb and the index finger, you oh, know? No. Oh, oh, in both hands. That was oh. horrible. Oh, it hurt yeah. for like a week. Um, Greg, he's been sharing the story. For, for <laughs> it's true. I complained about it the entire time I was in New Jersey. It's, it's, for a while. it's like his confession story. <sighs> rude. Let's move on. And Last up is the chief complainer himself, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Garber. Save the complaining for last. Who chose to number his questions mm -hmm. for us as if we don't have editorial <laughs> discretion, as if he's a mama <gasps> maple leaf. 
um, who he has lost Ooh. his throne wow. to. Wow. Maybe that's why he chose the number. Yeah, I can't beat him. Join him. There it is. He didn't drop the. He didn't add the U's into his his uh, spelling. So first up, uh, if you watched only one genre of movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. This is a round robin quick answer. Uh, Brad, I'm an go. idiot. Action film. Uh, 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 like drama suspense. Is that one? Ooh, great. Uh, and I'm an alpha, so I'm in action. All right. Uh, next up is number two. Uh, that comes after one. Uh, Tom Izzo recently said on 97.1 that A.J. Hogard dropped 33 pounds Whoa. this offseason. Is it possible to transfer any of that weight to <laughs> Sir Marcus Bingham Jr.? Which, as an aside, I would like to point out that Sir Darian Adams, one of the best names ever of all time, uh, has a relative that's a recruit of Mel Tucker right now. But anyway. Is he playing the bandit um, position uh, as well as Sir Darian? <laughs> Uh, I hijacked Garvert. Um, is that possible? Plum, as a medical expert <laughs> and nearly a doctor, would you say that 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 uh, that transformation yeah, as, as an expert who works in the medical field in a hospital? Draw your own conclusions. I would say that it is both <laughs> physically possible and encouraged to transfer that weight. Do you actually know how weight is lost? Do you know where weight goes when you lose it? How it, how it leaves your body? Uh, I assumed in energy you exhale it. You exhale it is correct, mm. Kevin Greck. Yeah. Now, how Kevin knows this, I don't know because he is the only individual on the earth who has a 0% body fat rating, so that's truly impressive. Uh, <laughs> but good, good knowledge. Okay, last question from Anthony Garver, both from him and for this week's pod. Oh. Goes to oh. Kevin Greck. Prop bet of the week. The number of years until Spartan Stadium serves alcohol versus the number of players MSU lands on first or second team, all Big Ten, this season. He sets the over-under at 2.5. This is good. Oh, Garf, this is very good. Here's what I'll say. I don't think that this is something in consideration at the moment, and I would think that the university would need at least two or three years before implementing such a policy. Nope. No? Disagree? I think I think they could make that happen this season if they really Interesting. wanted to. Interesting. I mean, there there already is alcohol in the stadium if you're in the suites. Uh I'll just point that out. Because it's not it's not uh, technically the stadium. What what suite? What suite? Uh, all of the suites. And then also I think the Huntington Club also serves alcohol, but I can't confirm that. Um they did it. They, they did then. That's for sure. Uh, because actually, the stadium doesn't the the tower next to the stadium doesn't technically count as a part of the stadium. Somehow, it's a different building. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, so, so they could add a building on that's adjacent to and and, and transversible in, to or tra indeed, transversible indeed. To. So I am going to go with. Under on players, over on years. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, over, I'm going to... Oh, oh, no, oh, under, oh, under, oh, uh, under, oh, over, oh, under, over. Oh. Wow. Uh, yeah. What, help us understand yeah. where you ended up. Just lot. say it. <laughs> under on alcohol, over on wow. players. Okay, bullish. Hey, we talked about a nine-win team. I'm saying over on the okay. players for Plum, sure. Plum, what do you got? 
over so oh so you're saying it's going to take longer to get that number of players on first or second team i think there won't oh, I think oh, oh, oh you, i'm sorry i read the question wrong i got it now number of players yeah i'm gonna say over over actually i i'm with greg i think it's gonna take longer and uh this season i think we get three okay there is alcohol in the stadium at a number of Big Ten universities now and at Eastern. So it'll, I mean, those experiments are being played right now. And and I think Wisconsin just opened it up correct. for this year. That is correct. So it's going to be news from the Garv who submitted via his notes app. So thank you, Garvert. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Alex has some rankings to do, and uh, we appreciate you sticking with us this week, and we look forward to chatting with you next week. For now, I'm Mike. That's Alex and Kevin. Go green, guys. Go white. Go white.